Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is June 1st, June 1st, we're starting, this is like the next half of this year, and here we are, and we're talking about love again, but love is one of the trickiest, most solid emotions that we have, because some of the feelings that come with love surprise us because it's so much lighter and easier to feel when we understand what it is because never forget how much we have been taught about love it's exciting and it's mutual and You know, if we feel it, of course, they feel it. And we have all these reasons to blame love when we don't get what we want from it. Nobody loves us. I mean, think of all the different ways we just use the word love. But there is an entire psychology behind love that we were taught. And there is an entire instinctiveness behind the love that we feel. And sometimes we take the love that we feel and we try to manipulate it into becoming the love that we want when it's not even there. Because we get those desperate feelings of just wanting to be loved. And then we overlook the love that's actually there. It's such a like trick, double trick, right? We we want something. We're willing to do a lot for it. But are we? I have this this feeling that once we are re-educated about love, that we get to live in a more free mind space. Like our, our brain is like, oh, yeah, I get that. I'm feeling that there. But the best baseline to know where you're feeling love 
is look at your families. Look at your families. Because fleeting love and that I'm in love feeling will fade. Not because it's a bad feeling, but it's really that curiosity. Remember how we talk about curiosity versus love. But the love we feel in our families, good, bad, or indifferent, is the purest love that we feel. Cases, it's the first love, especially with our parents. That's in every case, hopefully, that there was love. Of loving another human being just for being who they are. Because when you can build a bridge from that feeling to, hey, do I feel that feeling? Because what's the difference between that and that fleeting feeling? Is that you can see a future and feel a future because you know how to do it. You can sustain yourself in that feeling. It's not possessive. It's not worried. You know they're always going to be there, especially that. You feel a deep connection with another human being. A lot of people that you hear or like you see those um, shows like a Dateline or like 2020 or in the U.S., these are all shows that solve crimes. And most of these crimes occurred, they will say, these people met fast and furious. These people got married really quick. These people, it fizzled out. He wouldn't give her a divorce. She wouldn't give him a divorce. And they end up on these shows, stories of what happened in their lives. Because what we were taught and shown to be love, error, Because love is love is love. And it is the relationships that are different. Chemistry with another person. Feeling that excitement and knowing that you really love this person and it's someone you met. And you're not in that possessive state of mind. And they are not with you because a lot of times really kind people look at that as love. Well, they care where I'm at. They care who I talk to. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Do they get upset? Do you feel like you have to cut your friends out to be with them? Do you feel like you have to see your friends without them to see your friends? Because that isn't love. That isn't love. Relationships will all be different. Every single relationship that we have is different. I remember my father, the things my dad said on our rides home from work just blow my mind because I was between 9 and 12 years old during these rides. And he would say to me, I love you all the same. But like every finger on my hand, each one of you is different. 
He thought about it enough to try to describe it to me that, you know, like your five fingers on your hand, all your kids are different, but I love you all the same. And when you think about that, or he would tell me things like, anyone can have sex, but not anyone can have a relationship. That was like the best dating advice anyone ever gave me. It was the only dating advice anyone ever gave me. It is such an interesting thing when we focus on the exceptions in love rather than the strengths. We would rather be swept off off our feet with a million question marks of not knowing who the heck this person really is than the strengths of a relationship in the beginning. To us, the strength is this supernatural feeling of excitement that we think we need. We have to accept that the relationships in our lives will change. And in most cases, they will deepen. And when they don't, we get scared of the rejection, so we try to start to hold on because once we're scared of anything, like that rejection, ego comes swooping in, and it's like, hey, where does, where does this person go? Who do they talk to? Fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. And that's when it comes in. And that's when the trouble starts. Because now love is out of the picture. The intoxicating feeling is out of the picture. And you're left with feeling like what just happened. And as you get older and your friend's pool get older, you start to hear more stories from your friends as well saying things. Like, wow, that relationship was crazy. And they start telling you about how they met. Or a job that they thought that they were going to love. And they were so excited just to be getting a paycheck, to have somewhere to go, to have been accepted. That they lived on that for a while. And then they realized, wait a minute, I could do more than this. And then they have to deal with, are they scared to settle? Or do they chase what they love? Because we think of love or loving what we do as a price to pay. But there are huge opportunities missing when we don't want to do what love needs from us. And the one thing that allows us to see how love is love is love, there's one thing and that the relationships are what's different, is patience. And it's hardest to have when two friends first meet, when two people who can have a relationship first meet. But patience, when you feel that with another person, or you're going to go buy a house, or you're going to get a new job, or you want to buy a car, and I know these are things we buy, but we tend to react with, I just love it. And you don't think about 
a lot of the things you need to think about. It's the same thing we do with people. And sometimes it's easier to say, hey, yeah, I did that with a car, because we don't want to admit emotionally that we did that with a person. There's people who meet and say, we must have met in another lifetime. I remember when Facebook first started and everybody in the past life was a king or a queen. And I'm I'm hearing all these Egyptian queens and kings and I'm like, who's telling everybody this? Trying to make it special. Trying to make it special. Like, look, this is real and this is why. There's a man I meet every few years from another country. He comes and he visits. And every time I see him, he has a new girlfriend. And every time I meet a new girlfriend, they have a super special story about how they met and how this had to be preordained. And every single girl looked alike. They had different names, but I started confusing them. I loved every one of them. They were great girls. He chose great people. But he was in love with being in love. So he needed somebody that could come in and be that. It was just, it's fascinating to me to watch. Because what happens to us is that we have this little dopamine meter in us that confuses us and tells us that, hey, this is great. This feels good. It'll never feel bad. So I say go back to how you feel about your family. Because there, that's that mature, developed, warm love that you feel for your, your children, that you feel for your mother and your father. Because in that love, you have built in feelings of normalcy, feelings of safety, feelings that don't have judgment anymore, all those bugs have been worked out. And so if you can communicate with yourself towards a job that you'll go to every day of the week or a profession you chose for your lifetime or a home that you're going to live in for most of your life, Or a car you're going to walk into every day. Why that one and not another one? Why that house and not another house? And if everything you look at in your life is, well, I didn't get what I want, but I'm on my way. I bought this car, but I'm going to buy my dream car later on. Or I'm going to live in my dream neighborhood. Or I'm going to, you know, we start taking away from today. And we miss those huge opportunities of feeling solid, of knowing what it's like to accept our own decisions so that when we meet someone, we understand that love, that developed love. We're never going to be perfect. But we do need to know 
the difference between that development in our love so that the relationships we have, we can really fully be present as much as we know how to till this day. I know people who are used to being take charge people at work and they meet another person and they take charge of the relationship. And that's why I keep building these correlations, how you are at work, how you are when you buy a car, how you are when you filter through the housing market and you buy a home. Because in every situation, you have to look at it all the way around the block to say, but wait a minute, what area is it in? Great house, but what area do I live in? What's it like outside of the house? What's the community like? If you're planning to have a family, can I raise a family here? Or my car, well, I live in the snow. I think I need big tires. Instead of, wow, this is a great car and you're buying it in the middle of summer and you're not even thinking that in December you're going to need snow tires. You might need to be a little higher off the ground. I know living in Chicago, those are the cars you need. It's going to snow, and it's going to snow in the feet at some point. Every day is not a hot, beautiful, warm, sunny day in the middle of summer. But when you learn to think in that solid, deep, developed love that each and every one of us already has, When something new approaches us, on top of the instincts that we have and that gut feeling we have, like, oh, my God, where am I taking myself? Or am I doing right by myself? Do I have the patience to give myself time? If it's meant to be, it will work out. I'll do my best. I do want it. I do hope for it. But if it doesn't work out... If it doesn't, then maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe there's something even better around the corner, something that is a better fit, something that is a better fit. Because sometimes we settle too soon. And I don't think... I have met anyone in hindsight who will say to me, I didn't settle. In hindsight. So I take what they say to me in hindsight and I say, wait a minute, what did they miss in the beginning? What did they miss? And the benefit of experience is that we start to see it and then we catch ourselves earlier and earlier and earlier until we can kind of do it in the moment. But the bigger deal is understanding the love we already know that has already taught us, that we already feel, that we understand what that really feels like because that is our guide and our teacher. And we just take advantage of it like, well, that's just my family. Well, of course I love my kids. But that love is the love that carries you everywhere else you go. 
if a parent doesn't feel enough for their kids or that they're shortchanging their kids or they don't have enough of this or enough of that, not enough money, not a good enough house, not the best schools, whatever it is you think you haven't done for them, when you go out in the world, you'll feel like you can never do enough for anybody. You can never work hard enough at work and get paid more. You don't deserve the person you may want to be with. So when you hear people talk and they tell you who they are and you say to yourself, why do they feel that way? They have beautiful kids and their kids are smart. They have a great home. What's wrong with this one? But nothing is wrong with this environment except the way the person thinks about it. Because then they start accepting other things that nothing's ever good enough. So it's going to be one day will be better than today, and then there goes their life. But that love, that developed love that we have, talks differently in our brain. That developed love speaks in a whole nother language, speaks in appreciation. Like, wow, we have this great kitchen. We have food in our fridge and we can make just about any meal we want. I know this one's going to sound funny, but I've been in countries where this wasn't true. We have garbage cans and someone just comes and picks it up every week. Yeah, I pay for it, but wow. We have running water and I could take a shower anytime I want. I have lived in places that didn't have those things. Places where you had to go out to an outhouse to use the restroom or the hole in the ground. And I remember my brothers and sisters knocking on the door trying to rush me. And I'm like, you you don't want to rush to be in here. I remember being invited to someone's house for for a meal. And in that country... They served, like, when they cooked chicken, they served it with the head on, which was absolutely, you know, I know it's always there, but, you know, when you get into a store and everything's cut up, you don't really see those things. And I was I was a lot younger, but in my 30s, but younger. And there was an ant blown up in the rice that I was eating. And I just pushed it aside and continued eating because that was the only food I was going to get. And until now, because they they cut off the water supply to a certain certain segment of the population, the population that wasn't them, and you only got water once a week on Tuesdays, and it trickled down. It didn't even come down hard, so you couldn't, like, store it. You had to just let it trickle down all day into a barrel so you could use it for the rest of the week. And you'd take a shower and the water was freezing in it. And the the two or three times in a month that I was able to take a shower, I caught a cold. It was just so weird. But until now, doing that with my family, sharing that experience, seeing the love of waiting for each other, helping each other, taking care of each other. 
that stayed with us till today. And when I think of the people in my life, I'm like, would we do that? Every time I take a shower, I say, oh, my God, I could just take a shower. You never, ever want to forget how big that is. Because that's how my brain now talks to me. Instead of, well, I could have a better shower. I know these are silly little examples. But are they? Just having food, deciding, deciding, having a choice of what to eat? That's grateful. That's understanding the love of life. That we all, all of us, have so much already. There will be no end to wanting more. But there is a gift in appreciating the things that you've made choices to invite into, to bring into, to share, to take part in in your own life. Because that patience allows us to see the love. We don't walk right past it because the person might look too kind. You know, like, ah, they'll always be there. Ah, they're kind. They're silly. Well, look at this person who riles everything up. Now, they're exciting. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I used to think that at times, but now I don't. Now I see the flash in the pan, and I say, oh, that's a flash in the pan. I don't even need more than that. And then I even can see where it's going, and I say to myself, do I want to spend a year or two doing that? Because that's what it's going to take for me to figure out where this belongs in life or where it's going or why I even want it. I've learned that I give a chance or two or three, but after that, if it's creating huge anxiety in me, I have to tell myself my body is telling me just by the anxiety that I'm feeling that I have to figure out why. That I have to figure out why. People, when we get panic attacks, our body's just telling us something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. It's like an alarm going off. Should be thankful if you get a panic attack. I know it sounds weird to say that, but your body is trying to tell you, you need to take care of me, you're forgetting me, pay attention to me. What are you doing to you? You're not loving you properly. Go back to that fork in the road. Figure out what you're doing. Why you're doing it. It's like the ding, 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 ding. You know, there you are. The minute we start feeling anxiety, that's our alarms going off. And when you feel that love and that patience, you also feel the awareness to say, hey, I may need some help here. I feel like I'm I'm not really sure where I'm at right now. I think I'm doing too much and forgetting myself. 
I may be in a wrong place I need to get out of. We start having those conversations because when we understand the patience and that depth of love that we already know and we get far away from it, our alarms go off telling us, hey, 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 come here. There's a problem. And you say, oh, I'll bury you, and then you end up, people can have a heart attack later on because now it's just there. It's just the way it is. Love is our strongest energy, and we need to treat it that way. Already know what the depths of love feel like, just out of the places we think that it is. But when we start allowing ourselves to say, yes, I do know that. I do understand what that patient feel, patience feels like. How do I build a bridge from how I feel it here to how I want to feel it here? And that's the beginning. You guys, thank you so much for listening to today's show. Tomorrow is already Relationship Wednesday because yesterday was a holiday here. So we were all just kind of still Sunday number two. So I hope you guys have a great Tuesday, great start to the week, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.